Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is The Guardian. I was listening to these people and they were name dropping and they were really cool and they were wearing great clothes and they were there with kind of groups of friends and I was just there by myself like this little horny, (laughs) I'm horny for my media job person. Hey, Laura Murphy-Oates here, coming to you from Gadigal Land. And this is a special full story summer series called The Tale I Dine Out On. A lot of people have one of these stories. It's a moment where something extraordinary or ridiculous happens, something you would never expect. And it's a story you can really dine out on, telling it again and again, and it never fails to entertain. This summer, we've asked 10 of our favourite storytellers, including actors, comedians, writers and more, to share that story with you. In this first episode, presenter and author Yumi Steins tells the story of her first appearance on live TV. And just a heads up, this story contains some strong language. My name's Yumi Steins. I'm Australian with a Japanese mum. And I've worked in the media for over 20 years and I first got started at Channel V, which is a music TV station. For a long time, I didn't think that Asian people worked in Australian media. And the reason I thought that is because Asian people didn't work in Australian media, (laughs) really at all, unless they were portraying uh, sex workers in Thailand bars or war victims. Um, So... Rightly, I didn't think I would ever become anything to do with music journalism, but I actually thought for a while that, you know, fuck this, I'll be a chef. So I worked at a bunch of different restaurants around the country, but I was still kind of, I still had this fantasy that, you know, I might be something different. And my friend showed me this ad in the street newspaper. It was called Impress. There was Beat and Impress in Melbourne. She showed me this ad. It said, are you hot? Do you have big boobs and blonde hair? Do you like music? And I thought, why are you showing me this ad? She said, keep reading, keep reading. And it said, because we don't want you. We just want people who are fanatical about music. So they were auditioning for a new host for the music TV channel, Channel V on Foxtel. And they wanted people who were just fans of music, not necessarily attractive for TV people. And I was like, well, actually, that could be me. I felt like, oh, my God. So I was in Melbourne and what I'd understood from reading blogs about it was that so to get seen you had to be there really early. So I showed up at something like, I wish I could remember, but it was something like 5.30 in the morning 
And it was kind of icy cold, one of those Melbourne mornings. And there were probably about 20 people already in the queue before me. So I was happy. I was like, all right, I've turned up at the right time. But I think we had to stand there in the queue for a good couple of hours before the door opened. And more and more people obviously are accumulating behind me. But I was listening to these people and they were name dropping and they were really cool and they were wearing great clothes. And they were there with kind of groups of friends. And I was just there by myself, like this little horny I'm horny for my media job person. I was like, Yumi, you're such a dick. Like, get out of here. And the voice in my head telling me to to go home was so strong. It was like, first of all, you're missing a shift at your job um, and failing that, just retain your dignity. This is so undignified to be wanting something and trying to get it. But I stayed. I was like, you've come this far, you're doing it. Just stay because you just never know. And it was very much in that time of your life when you're you're like, I must take risks. After the audition, they basically had hundreds of hours of footage of these young, hopeful, enthusiastic music fans that Channel V used in rotation. So you could turn on the TV and you could see audition tapes and they were quite entertaining. (laughs) And I was among them and I deliberately wore something that would make me stand out. So I had a a Cossacky kind of fur hat that I'd found in an op shop and I wore that. So According to what the execs told me later, I was fur hat girl. So they rolled these tapes for ages and then they whittled it down to just a a cluster of people. And while that was happening, I was working as a chef in the snow and then we were waiting for a call to say, you know, you've made the final cut and the, the people who made that final cut would be flown to Sydney to do sort of group auditions and see of those eight people who would be the one single person chosen for a job at Channel V. So I got the call up saying, hey, you're one of the finalists for Channel V. Can you come to Sydney? And I was like, like, I have a job. (laughs) You know, I have a life. Can I come to Sydney? Yeah, I can come to Sydney. Sure. Fuck it. Sure. Yes, of course. Why am I hesitating? I'm coming to Sydney. When? And it was like literally a week away. So you had to drop your life and devote, I think it was about seven days to making content for this channel. So it was a bunch of cool stuff to do over a week. And on the phone, I was standing in the snow. It was my break. They said, we're locking it in, but we're pretty sure that the person you'll be interviewing for your live interview will be Robbie Williams. And I remember that, like, it was snowing and I was looking, I was alone looking out at all these happy people in parkas and goggles and woolly beanies, just kind of going, oh, Robbie Williams, like, he's kind of a big deal. (laughs) And it was pre-rock DJ but post uh, Let Me Entertain You and Angel. So he was a big deal. So I thought, if I really am going to interview Robbie Williams, like, what would I ask him? And I really thought, like, the thing if I wanted to represent women, like people like me, I'd ask him if I could kiss him. Like, I think that would be top of my list. Like, I don't really care about your singing. I don't really own any of your albums, but I think you're hot. We started working on a Monday and my interview was on a Thursday. So this eight group of finalists who were all vying for this one job at Channel V, it came to the point where we all split off and did different things. So one of the other finalists was James Matheson, who went on to host Australian Idol, and he was given 
Destiny's Child to interview. And he did a great job where Beyonce actually understood what the competition was, that James was a finalist. And she said, oh, so you want people to vote for you? Say James, say James. And the Kelly and the other one, they harmonised with Beyonce, say James, say James. It was amazing. Anyway, so I got to this moment where I knew I was going to be interviewing Robbie Williams and we were backstage in the green room. Osher Ginsberg was there, one producer in a headset, Robbie and his manager. So it was pretty calm backstage. So I had an opportunity to say, Robbie, is it all right if I pass you? And he goes, pash? And he turns to his manager, pash, what's pashing? And the manager goes, it's the same as snogging. And he goes, oh, snogging. Yeah, okay, I better have a mint then. So then he finds a mint and hunts one down. For some reason, I don't know what the the purpose was, but it was some gag. We were all dressed up as Hugh Hefner. (laughs) Look, it's the year 2000. I don't know. It's live TV, Foxtel. But I was wearing like a silk smoking jacket. Osher was too, and they dressed Robbie in one as well. So we all just looked ridiculous, and I forget what the joke was. But I'm out on set with Osher. We call action. The, The cameras start rolling, and we're like, okay. Ladies and gentlemen... Robbie Williams! Welcome. And people were crying. Like, people were bananas for this guy. Yes, it is It is Dapper Friday, by the way. We're so glad you could make it. Now, uh, now Yumi's here. Have you introduced yourself to Yumi? It's, um, she's trying out today. Yeah, you're doing really well. And before I had a chance to ask him anything, he said... What a pleasure to meet you. Are we going to snog? So we're going to snog then. Oh, oh! And he grabbed me and did like a ballroom dancing dip and planted a big, fat, wet, open mouth kiss on my mouth. And everybody started screaming and it was chaos. What a way to start the day. Shall we have a seat? And back at the Foxtel office, the other seven contestants were watching the the TV as it broadcast live and they all went, fuck, Yumi's got the job. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) So the interview continued, but I was still like breathless and really like trying to maintain my composure. And you can see it if you look it up on YouTube, I'm kind of fanning myself and trying to cool off because he was a really good kisser and he threw his whole pussy into it. Like he wasn't being half-assed about it. Um, And then we were about to throw to a break and he grabbed me and kissed me again. And I was like, this is like the happiest day of my life. I I have nailed this job. I have fulfilled the brief. People are going to be talking about this for years to come. Um, And like within in a couple of months, my whole life had changed. Like, I got the job, I moved into state, I never chefed again, although I still love to cook. Um, and it's kind of continued on that trajectory ever since. Telling this story 23 years later, like after it happened, it feels really good. I thought I'd get sick of talking about it, but I'm kind of in celebration of it. Um, And it just kind of makes me laugh now. And this thing happened. It looks on video very non-consensual because he just kind of grabs me and kisses me. I'm really impressed that I knew to ask for consent for a kiss in a safe and calm way, in a safe, calm space, um, and to listen for his answer and for him to give his consent and for for me to understand also that I could withdraw my consent at the time. Like it was pretty far ahead 
back in the year 2000, you know, and it's amazing that I wrote a book about consent like 20 years later. I have met Robbie Williams a couple of times since then. Yeah, yeah. You know, the the bosses and the producers, they want there to be this nostalgia. Oh, do you remember this thing? He doesn't remember. He was massively on drugs at the time. He was extremely addicted to alcohol. But also that guy is like, he has travelled, like, circled the world countless times. Like, he's dizzy. And I really think that I've done a lot since then. It's only been 23 years, but that's the story that everybody wants to hear. They also want to know, just as a PS, if anything happened between us after that. He made it pretty politely clear that I wasn't his type. (laughs) In the nicest possible way. Didn't say that. Just, you know, I just got the vibe and I'm very good at picking up those vibes. So the answer is no, nothing happened between Robbie and I. That was presenter and author Yumi Steins. For those of you who are wondering, at the end of the competition, yes, Yumi was one of the winners and she got a job at Channel V. She's now the host of the podcast 5-Minute Food Fix and Yumi has also written a series of books for young people with former Dolly Doctor, Dr Melissa Kang. The most recent one is called Welcome to Sex. Check them out. This episode was produced by Alison Chan, Daniel Simo and Krishna Luthria. Sound design and mixing by Joe Koning. The executive producers were Hannah Parks and Miles Martignoni. Okay, we'll be back with another tale tomorrow. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.